Welcome to the Weekend Entertainment Edition of the Literature and Film Podcast, a.k.a. The We Laugh. Our mission is to inform you of the latest entertainment choices for the weekend ahead, either at the cinema or streaming at home. And now, from a remote location on the East Coast, in the heart of Flying Bull Production Studios, your host, Richard Lusk and Ryan Bull. Laugh episode 180. It's time for a wee laugh for the September 23rd weekend. I'm your host, Ryan Bull. Joining me across the table, as always, is Richard Lusk. How are you, sir? Hello, Mr. Bull. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way I like it. 180 shows in the can. 180 shows. On the last show, we did our fall preview, but we started with films in October. So we left off some films. And this weekend's got some interesting fare. A film you've been talking about all summer, The Magnificent Seven, comes out. And I was a little surprised that you're as big on this film as you are. Oh, really? Well, you know, I'm a... I'm a I know you like Western, Westerns. I love the Westerns. I, I, for some reason, I didn't know if you'd be a big fan of this one. I, I'm i I'm scared. I'm, I'm trepidatious of the yeah. film. I'm going to see it. I want to see it. Yeah, it's from director Antoine Fruque. <laughs> Fuqua. Fuqua. I don't know. He did it's last year's <laughs> uh, Southpaw uh, boxing film that we were okay on. We both like Equalizer, but yes. we hated Olympus Has Fallen. But Training Day was good. Training He's Day was a good. Long career. This yeah, guy. He, he made some good films, some bad films, some stuff in the middle, yeah, like he goes, King Arthur. <laughs> yeah. He's <laughs> yeah. He's up and down, man. He's got a lot of his depending on his bio rhythms. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a remake of the classic Western, The Magnificent Seven. This one stars Denzel Washington, Chris Pat, Pratt, Ethan Hawke. Uh, they play seven gunmen in the Old West who gradually come together to save a poor village against a bunch of thieves. Yeah. Well, well, that's the thing, though. This is where I, I started to, to pull back away from the movie. Now, do I start to crap on it right away? Wow. <laughs> or should I tell you what, why I'm interested? You in don't it? even want to wait till we review it on next week's show? <laughs> no, because I, as I've done my research, I find out more about it. I see that they changed things, key things in the movie to be more reflective of the time period. And I have no problem with that necessarily. The movie should exist as a, as a documentation of the time. I, I'm okay with that. It's no big deal. I guess Magnificent Seven had a 70s style um, production. It was set in, you know, 1834 or whatever it was set, but it was still, you could tell it was a 70s movie. You're going to be able to tell that this was made in 2016, even though it's set in 1834. So, well, my point is really early days of the wild. Or whatever. 1880. It doesn't matter. You were so horrible with his. Well, it's gotta be eight. It's gotta be after world. uh, Sorry. uh, The civil war. (laughs) I thought you were going to say World War II. No, it's got to be after the Civil War because one of these guys, Ethan Hawke, plays a uh, Civil War veteran. Maybe he's a time traveler. <laughs> this is possible. I don't know why it got 1834 stuck in my head. but So, sometime in the 1800s, the latter part of the 1800s. But the villain has changed, the cast of characters have changed, and I'm not sure if I'm really appreciative of the changes. It doesn't necessarily have to be a step-by-step remake of the original movie. Hopefully there's enough of the flavor of the movie still left. 
But if it's if it's a you know a hip hop version mm-hmm. of Magnificent Seven, I I don't think I'm gonna like it that much. Yeah, I'm a little worried from the trailer that it's gonna be a little uh, too much of a pop culture western, kind of in like a Young Guns vein, or yeah. Uh, yeah. Another thing that scares me is a hundred and eight million dollar budget. Horses mm-hmm. are expensive. Eh, no, they're not. <laughs> uh, that's that's why I was thinking. I meant to mention this in our show earlier. Uh, the preview show Hacksaw Ridge, fifty five million. It's right in that sweet spot. It's not going to be overproduced. You know, uh, a movie like that. Uh, if this movie had a lower production value, I might be more intrigued. I think they're going to overproduce it, and eh, I don't know. I'm just, I'm hesitant. I like Peter Sarsgaard as a villain. I'm not sure I like him as a villain in this. The other guy that's in this is Matt Bomer. Mm-hmm. You remember him from The Nice Guys? He was John Boy. Ooh, I liked yeah. him. So there's a pretty good cast of people. Vincent D'Onofrio is in this. Originally, this movie had... Uh, Tom Cruise, Samuel Jackson, Kevin Costner attached to it about seven or eight years ago. I think that would have been a nice cast for a Magnificent Seven remake with a different director. It would uh, have had a very different vibe. This is Ethan Hawke's first uh, Western this This fall. This year. This fall, yeah. So, I don't know. You're uh, hesitant on it, but probably not as down on it as I am, it seems. I will go see this in theaters, and you know I'll be hopeful that it all uh, comes off well. The screenwriter for this is uh, Nick Pizzolatto. Did the uh, True True uh, Detectives? Yeah, that worries me. <laughs> really? Well, uh, Richard Wink, he did Sixteen Blocks and Expendables Two, and he was also the screenwriter of Equalizer. We both like the Equalizer. Yeah. So, uh, I mean. In general, I like the people involved. Haley Bennett is playing the female lead in this. Right. I thought it was Jennifer Lawrence after yeah. she had dyed her hair. I had to go look. And then I looked. Or Jennifer Bryce Lawrence. Dallas Howard. I don't know. I mean, no, she, they all look the same. Spitting image of uh, Jennifer Lawrence. She looks like Jennifer Lawrence uh, in, the, in a mirror. They could do that mirror thing that the, the famously done by uh, the tramp in uh, uh, Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> Charlie Chaplin joke. <laughs> this part gets cut out. <laughs> Time check. Um, also coming out this weekend is the animated comedy Storks huh. from director Nicholas Stroller, who did Neighbors 1 and 2 and Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Apparently he's getting into the family films. Uh, this imagines a future where Storks no longer deliver babies. Instead, they deliver packages until one day they get a delivery of one last baby. The movie stars the voices of Andy Samberg, Jennifer Aniston, and Ty Burrell. Oh, also got Key and Peele in it. Yeah. Kelsey Grammer? This this is weird. You normally don't see animated comedies coming out at this time of year since it's mm-hmm. kind of a slow spot for movies, you know, especially like family films because you're busy with school activities and, you know, kids are starting fall sports and stuff. It's just not the time period where you take a lot of kids to the movies hasn't gotten a whole lot of promotion i watched the trailer it seems really good Mm. i'm shocked that this isn't coming out later in the year or this didn't get a summer release i I wonder why but follow the money that someone's made the decision somewhere's being distributed by warner brothers Mm -hmm. you kind of think they know what they're doing i mean i could see this having long legs because there's not much in the way of family-friendly films for the next month or so 
Last weekend was all R-rated movies. Yeah. I mean, so even if this only makes $15 million a weekend, if it can do that for four or five weekends, you've got a hit. Yeah. And, you know, it'll play well across the world. Animated films generally do. They probably made it for less than $10 million, so. Oh, I bet I it's more than that. Up, but think? Yeah, but, I mean, still, it, it, it looks really good. Hmm. Well, they're able to do a lot with animated movies at a pretty low cost, so. It, I don't know. I don't know anything about it other than the fact that it's got Jennifer Aniston in it. If I had to go watch this film, I, I don't think I'd be upset with it. If you had to, if you were forced to go watch it. Uh, honestly, I think this is going to be better than The Secret Life of Pets. Yeah, but a film that, was, that I went that and took my wife to. Disappointing. That, but you also weren't. You, 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 if you were like me, you were intrigued by that movie and you really wanted that movie to, to be something that mm-hmm. it wasn't. And then it wound up being. I mean, if it, if it weren't marketed as The Secret Life of Pets, if it had a different. Uh, title that would have been a better movie so I, I just feel that this could be the best animated film of the year knowing nothing about it it's going a, in yeah watching the trailer so what other animated movies have you seen sausage party <laughs> so this not really gonna be I, I was let down by the sausage does sausage party get a oscar nomination it does it share the dais with uh storks and secret life of pets and finding dory <laughs> I, I would enjoy seeing it up uh. there Awesome. Uh, if one of their songs could be nominated for best song, <laughs> it might. The best song is that category where they do go, go kind of creep. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Blame Canada, famously yeah. from the South Park film, got nominated. So, well, yeah. after Magnificent Seven and watching Storks, what movie would you get on the Red Box on the way home? Red Box has Red Box. a wonderful film. I wish we had covered it more this summer. Uh, this is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Out of the Shadows. Ugh. I think uh, all we did was mention it on the We Laugh, and I said I was kind of digging the film. I recently caught up with the film, and I loved it. Huh. Arguably, this was the best popcorn film of the summer. Okay. I can just I mean, see I the pissed-off look on your Well, face. only because uh, popcorn movies are horrible. So it, it No, this was fantastic. All right. If you like the Turtles... You will love this film. I'm not a big fan of Turtles. Yeah, they came a little late for you. But I grew up watching the cartoons in the late 80s, early 90s, and loved it. Loved Rocksteady, Bebop, Krang, and Shredder. And this film has all of them. Aren't it's you just a little bit embarrassed? No. Okay. Unabashedly, I love this film in the same way I love the TV show Supergirl. Is it the best? It's just a lot of fun. Is it the best Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie? movie? Yeah. Yeah, I think it outdoes the original three. So then is it better than the TV show? It's the TV show come to live action. It's a live action cartoon. Those turtles that are in the movie, though, are so very different than the turtles that that started in the TV show. Uh, Yeah, I mean, they're upgrading it. These guys seem like jocked up fat boys. That's what they seem like. I'm just... No, they're still kind of goofy and funny, and Megan Fox plays an amazing april o'neill also has will arnett in there i i love this film like i said i think this was the best summer popcorn film it's a shame we didn't do a review of it but now i'm telling people to go to the red bots and watch i don't know how much of this i believe but i believe that you liked it but you were so high on some of the other popcorn movies that I'm just having a hard time. But. I saw this last weekend, and then I went and watched pro wrestling uh-huh. in 
uh, Richmond at the Richmond Coliseum, watched right. AJ Styles win the heavyweight championship against <laughs> Dean Ambrose. Okay. It was a magical Ooh, day for me. Big upset there. It was. Okay. If the ref hadn't gotten knocked down, he Dean Ambrose was going to win, yeah. Oh, yeah. AJ Styles cheated. He's a did cheater. He, did he? <laughs> so, did he pick up a metal chair at some yeah. point? Yeah. So, no. It, now, now if they could just do a Supergirl movie, I'd be pleased. Okay, good. As Punch. Maybe so, they could do a mashup. Supergirl versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, please. Uh, so, sorry, uh, man. Don't get too excited over there. <laughs> Since I don't think I'm going to have you going to the red bots to rent that, uh, what could you stream instead? This is a very similar movie. It's got the same sort of intensity and action. It's 1980s Heaven's Gate. It's my Amazon Prime pick of the week. And the reason I'm, I'm recommending this is not because of any other reason than I haven't seen it. And I'm going to go see it because it seems to me to be the most intriguing Western that's on either Amazon Prime and or... Netflix that I haven't already seen. I was going to recommend Bone Tomahawk and uh, Slow West, but then I saw Heaven's Gate was on. I was like, oh, this Heaven's Gate thing. I want to find out more about this because it was it was the movie that's known for ruining a director's career, bankrupting a major studio, and ending the chance. Of uh, or pretty much putting an end to the genre of Western filmmaking until the resurgence with the uh, Unforgiven. Yeah, pretty much everybody stopped making westerns after at at, at, in nineteen eighty after Heaven's Gate. Yeah, it bankrupted United Artists. It also uh, ended that whole uh, seventies. The director is king. Let them make whatever they want. Yeah, yeah. This was uh, directed by Michael Cimino. Um, who died earlier this year? He died in, Ju- in July of this year, and he only really was able to make his, the movie Thunderbolt and Lightfoot in '74. He did Deer Hunter in '79. He won a Best Director, and that movie won Best Picture. And uh, then he then he started this movie. This movie stars Christopher Walken, Chris Christopherson, Jeff Bridges, John Hurt, Mickey Rourke. Willem Dafoe and Joseph Cotton. Uh, Mickey Rourke and Willem Dafoe, this is one of their first film roles. And uh, Joseph Cotton, it was one of their last. Uh, also stars Isabel Huppert. I don't really know who that is as an actress, but I know all these other guys are pretty famous. I also know that Deer Hunter has this weird sensibility about it. Um, the first hour of Deer Hunter is watching a wedding. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the criticisms about this movie are that it's way too long and tedious, but an hour long wedding in, even if you're there and it's a real wedding that you, that even if you're involved in it, you might be the broom, the groom or the bride. I said broom, that combination of bride and groom. You might be one of those people. And if it's an hour long wedding, you're going to be bored at some point. So I thought deer hunter is and heaven's gate might be very similar. In in terms of their pacing and in terms of their visual style, and I'm very very intrigued. By Which it. version of Heaven's Gate is this? Because this there is are five hours for... and twenty five minutes long. Oh, okay. So if you yeah. just have half a day to spend watching <laughs> yeah. a movie, yeah, this along with Headhunters and every other movie that so I'm going to watch, you could probably go watch The Magnificent Seven, Storts, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, or <laughs> right, or you Heaven's could Gate. watch Heaven's exactly. Gate. Uh, some of the reasons this this was a ten million dollar budget, and it went over 
by four times four, forty-four million dollars <laughs> over budget, and it only made three point five million in the box office before they pulled it. Apparently, John Hurt uh, got so sick of just waiting around that he went off and did Elephant Man <laughs> while it was still in production. Uh, it one point three million feet of footage. Apparently, this is a record. <laughs> Apocalypse Now had one million feet of footage. You're not going to get that anymore because nobody's filming on on film. Yeah. So uh, over he filmed over 220 hours. Oh, one of the reasons for like the overrun of uh, budget was there was a street. It was too narrow. He wanted it to be six feet wider. So his production designer said, well, let's just tear down this end of the street and rebuild it six feet away. He says, no, tear down both sides and add three feet. <laughs> so it's that kind of crazy stuff that Sibido did. It just went way, way, way over budget, ended his career, killed uh, Universal Studios, killed the genre of Westerns. Isn't that right? Universal? United Artists. Oh, United Artists. Sorry. Yeah, not Universal. Sorry. Uh, killed United Artists. Uh, and then he never really made another movie until later on he made, uh, like, I think he uh, did the the Sicilian. <laughs> yeah, another horrible Another film. horrible movie. Yeah. And Sun Chaser. Yeah. Another horrible movie. Neither one of those got even over like 15% on Rotten Tomatoes. So I am very intrigued by Heaven's Gate. I want to go see this movie. And All right. I'll report back to you. Fair enough. All right. My so, findings. So you're saying go watch Heaven's Gate on Amazon Prime. I'm saying head by the Redbots to pick up Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles out of the shadows. Uh, there are two films coming out this weekend. The Magnificent Seven, which we will have a review of on next week's show, uh, episode 181. Also coming as the animated film Storks, starring Jennifer Aniston. Ooh. So, um... That's the show. Thank you for joining me, L Train. Thank you, sir. There be dragons. Hawks head boom, everybody.